And so I'm making a movement. Well, I'm not making a movement. I don't want to do anything. <laughs> I don't want not any. Not any serious well, st- yeah. steps. <laughs> I'm just going to wear a red hat. Hey, Roaches. I'm Todd Tondera, and welcome to my audio thrifting diary. I scour secondhand stores searching for interesting artifacts, useful unusuals, trendy trinkets, cool collectibles, and good garbage. Each week for the show, I take a guest secondhand shopping. After we gather a thrift haul, we record an episode based on our findings. I'm sentimentally attached to things you have forgotten. It's time to get thrifty. Hey, who said you could come in here? Welcome to another edition of Thrifty Podcast, second-hand shopping for worm people. I'm your host, Toddy, and to my right, I'm welcoming back the co-host to the show, Josh Last Call Larkin. Josh, what the heck is up, brother? It's good to be back. I was on a little mental sabbatical, but we had some great hosts in here in my stead. Mm-hmm. I played along last week when Ben debuted the game with you. Oh, the, the guest last week, Ben Deedles of Neon Brainiacs, uh, helped me debut a new segment last week. I was incredibly proud that somebody won in my stead. And you can just take the W, you know, but... Yes, throw those W's up. That's the show. Everybody's welcome. Take the W. Yeah, I studied. I'm probably going to lose this week, but we brought our little uh, worm friend, Bryce. Bryce Katzman is back on the show with the worm noises. The whole time, Bryce, how are you doing this evening? It's been so long since you've been on the show. Namaste, boys. So, Bryce, what have you been up to? You haven't been on the show for uh. two months? So, so many adventures. What do you do? I, I don't know what you do on a date. I, I know that you work. Yeah. Huh? You're the Cosmo Kramer of the thrifty universe. Like, Todd and I know that you make money somehow. We huh? know that you work. Yeah. And we used to go to therapy together. We uh-huh. don't do that anymore. Right. So, I don't know. What, do you, what, what is a typical day in Bryce's life after work? I just pretty much, like, stare at a wall. Really? Yeah. For, like, five to six hours a day. And then eat at some point. And then, yeah, eat, defecate, and then sleep. That's pretty cool. That's about it, yeah. That's, you go on hike. You hike? I do. You do I hiking do. stuff. I do. Okay. As long as it's ADA accessible, I'm, <laughs> I'm good. Okay. Okay. Not, not bad. So we got a full house. We have Bryce. We have Josh. We have me. And we have another thrift haul. Now, now, last week's thrift haul was quite meaty. That when we were filling up our thrift hall bowl, it overflowed into this week's. So last week, I got a, I got around 20 different vintage sports posters wow. from the 90s. And that's actually where we're going to start this week 
with some vintage sports posters. And the reason why I save these is because it's – would you say it's your favorite sport out of all the sports? Well, yeah, and you save them because there's a whole fucking box of them. There's a ton of them. You, I had no choice but to save them. You could do a podcast on each one of these. They're so beautiful. But, yeah, the two that you have saved this evening, I'm very appreciative. That, and I've already got dibs on one. Yeah, so you could have it. I'd, I'm I'm really happy that that these are here to mm-hmm. see. I'm so, surprised that someone gave these away and they weren't scooped up immediately. They were they scooped were. up immediately. They like, were, so you got it as soon as the bin came out? Yeah. That's wow. the game. That's the game. So, yeah. do you, You've been to the Goodwill outlet. No. What is that? <laughs> so, when... <laughs> the Goodwill? He's been there. <laughs> nice he's to meet been you, there. <laughs> He's been there. Speaking... So, speaking about the Goodwill outlet, so what happens for folks of you new to the show who haven't heard before, we do shop by the pound. So what happens is there's these big blue bins that come out that's filled with stuff. It goes onto like a warehouse floor and you dig through it and you buy stuff by the pound. So when this new bin change came out, there was just a bunch of posters and I quickly grabbed them up. So what we're looking at is vintage Pittsburgh Penguins hockey posters. Uh, So they were back-to-back Stanley Cup champions in 91 and 92, um, so two dream teams right in a row. Um, and Josh, I'm sure you have like a little bit of history of uh, your memories of, of some of 92. Yeah, the the way I got into hockey, because in 92, like 91, 92, the two championships, I was seven and eight years old. Mm-hmm. So like... As, as you can't really be into much like in that era, the internet didn't exist. Like you could be into like uh, sure. creepy crawlers. Yeah. I was into creepy. You could crawlers. like it, but it, you're uh, the the investment type yeah. piece. But then uh, for Sega Genesis, mm. they started to make the hockey games, mm-hmm. and that was a pivotal moment in my hockey. That is how I got into hockey was the hockey video games on Sega, because. They were the best. You could fight later on, um, and they were very simple but really nostalgic. And that's how I learned the Penguins because mm, okay. I, uh, for a period of time, I had lived in Michigan, right. and then we moved back around 92. And so 93, that hockey game came out. I was like, oh, these guys are back-to-back champions. And then I learned everything. I understand. Yeah, I wasn't. I didn't participate live, but yeah. afterwards. The investment wasn't there, but it, it caught when you got the video game – there was more of an appreciation because you're like, well, we do kick the Penguins kick ass. Clearly, they just won twice in a row. We had, yeah, we had just moved back to PA. I had gotten the game. I was like, these guys are not that far away. Mm-hmm. This sport is awesome. These guys are awesome. And here we are, many years later. And I, yeah, fuck yeah. And now Mario owns the team. Like, yes. oh, this is a huge saga. Yeah. I mean, they can make a story just of my hockey fandom and mm-hmm. people more important. And that's what the first part of the show is going to be. So uh, the first poster I have on my left here, it's a team poster, and it says Penguins back-to-back champs, and it has actual photographs from the night they won the cup. Um, and then the other poster, as we were talking about a little bit, is Mario Lemieux, the known captain of the pittsburgh penguins for a long ass time including the early 90s i love how yinzery you say mario's name too mm-hmm. i don't know if you're aware you, mario it's mario it's it, what did i say you call him mario 
It's Mario Lemieux. Yeah, yeah, that old Mario. Weird. Weird. I would say Mario. It's Mario. It's Mario Lemieux. But the the thing is, I'm so engulfed in Pittsburgh culture that I don't know that I'm saying it. Uh. There's a lot of words that I say. Like, I don't say, in this part of the world, we say pop instead of soda. Right. I say soda. But there's other things, instead of saying up there, Pittsburgh culture says up air. And you all do not say to be like... This needs to be washed. You would say this needs washed. There is a cutout of to be. I'm not even that yinzer. Maybe I say Mario's name wrong, but mm-hmm. yeah, I say soda. You know, yeah. like it's all it's a mismatch of everything because a lot of people from Pittsburgh aren't from, but you've got the old McKeesport. Yes, so a little bit outside. but So we're going to take a look, um, based on these posters, we're going to take a look into Pittsburgh Penguins history. If we're looking at the, ni- the 1990-1991 Pittsburgh Penguins, before the season, they hired coach Bob Johnson, and he previously coached the Calgary Flames because the Penguins were doing so-so. A coaching change they thought could, uh, could be new blood to, to the people on the team. So Mario Lemieux missed. <laughs> do it how you want to do it. I'm not going to change anybody. So Mario Lemieux, uh, as we mentioned, he was the captain of the Pittsburgh Penguins, but he missed the first half of the season due to a crippling back injury that would come. It would it would be a part of his basically his whole career, um, going back and forth. But uh, the big thing that allowed them to actually make the playoffs, which would be, you know, obviously the first step of, of winning the Stanley Cup, is they were battling for a playoff spot, and they made a blockbuster deal, which sent John Cullen, Zarley Zalapsky, Jeff Porter for Ron Francis, Alf Samuelson, and Grant Jennings. So Alf. the boys were here. Alf. Alf was one of my all-time favorites, and even still to this day, Alf's boy plays, and I just immediately love him because he's Alf's boy. And Ron Francis, uh, a center that played for the Pittsburgh Penguins, was a longtime center after this too. So we got two key pieces to not only the, that current Pittsburgh Penguins team, but future Penguins. Especially, uh, yeah, I, I won't spoil. Yeah. Um, so they uh, had the opportunity then with the new cast in. They actually finished nine, three, and two, and won their first division championship. So not only did they make the playoffs based on this trade, but they also won the division for the first time in the Pittsburgh Penguins history. So it was a big deal. So that's why there was a whole bunch of merchandise like these posters that we're looking at because it was a big deal, mass marketed, everything like that. Um, that year, Kevin Stevens and Mark Recchi both had 40 goals apiece. And a rookie by the name of Yamir Yager had 27 goals. Yarmir was a huge, huge pickup. Mm-hmm. And like with the core from the trades and Francis – Mario coming back, like, mm-hmm. you really, in hockey, you only really need, like, three good players. A and line a is what they would call it. Yeah. yeah. You need a line, or you can even stagger your lines, but you need, like, two good offensive players, a good defensive player, and a goalie to be, like, you know, a contending yeah. hockey team. To at team. least make it to the make it to At the, the bare minimum, yeah. that's what you need. And the Penguins had that. And much, much more. Yes. So with uh, rookie Yamir Yager, for fans not uh, knowledgeable about hockey, he later became 
a pivotal uh, hockey player in the city of Pittsburgh and uh, basically tag team with Mario to a lot of uh, a lot like a lot of playoffs wins everything like that but this was his rookie year he came out um, the haircut that I'm sporting right now very similar to Yamir's you do have a, a Yager kind of cut mm-hmm. and yeah. He just retired not all that long ago. Well, he didn't really retire, but he's he's not playing. But he, you know, f- for the longevity, the mullet didn't stick around, but the, the notoriety of the mullet stuck around with his career the entire time. So with the Penguins making the playoffs, um, in the first round, they beat the New Jersey Devils uh, in the division semifinals. Next round in the division finals, they beat the Washington Capitals. And in the conference finals, they beat the Boston Bruins. And one of the most memorable games in Pittsburgh hockey history, at home in Game 6, they defeated the, Mo- the Minnesota North Stars 8-0 to win the Stanley Cup Finals and Mario Lemieux, the MVP. 8 nothing, 8-0, Game 6, home game. Yeah. At the igloo. Yeah. yeah. What were you doing in 1991 and 1992? I was in prison. You were in prison? Yeah. Oh, I sick. was like 11. Oh, okay. Uh, what were you doing when you were 11? Uh, probably trying to like stay up late to watch uh, Cinemax After Dark. Okay. So not a hockey fan then. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 11. Yeah. Wow, Cinemax at 11. Staying up late at 11 years old, you were a bad, bad boy, it yeah, sounds like. You are right. a bad kid. Hard to stay up late when you're an early boy like that. Yeah. Um, so that was uh, uh, the Mario Lemieux poster was from that year. And the back-to-back champs year, uh, this poster here, was from the next Penguins team. Now, this next Penguins team um, unfortunately had another coaching change because Bob Johnson, he stepped down because he had cancer. Unfortunately, he passed away. So the year was dedicated to Bob Johnson because Bob Johnson came in, coached them for one year, and then, uh, well, unfortunately, he got sick. And so it was dedicated to him. And uh, this team had a lot of the same trials and tribulations as past penguins team so they were kind of so so uh uh, lemieux back injury another year of a back injury so he was still uh ailing with that but they made a blockbuster trade this year they traded mark recce to the flyers for rick talkett uh another samuelson (laughs) and ken reggett which was uh the goalie so he backed up the, the goalie. So another blockbuster trade, and another time the Pittsburgh Penguins entered the playoffs. Yeah, and Tockett ended up eventually coaching for the Penguins. It, it, these guys, Key pieces. Like, yeah. Key pieces. These guys were like, they stuck around. They they were, uh, you know, were just really dedicated to mm-hmm. doing this. Pittsburgh hockey. Yeah, basically. because Badger Bob had passed away, everybody was like, we got to do it for Bob. And like Mm -hmm. the team rallied, it was really like mighty ducks, but with a dead person. Yeah. So Bob came in, nailed it. So they had to nail it again. So they made the playoffs with that. The second blockbuster trade, uh, they defeated the Washington capitals in the division semifinals, the New York Rangers in the division finals, the Boston Bruins in the conference finals and the Stanley cup, they brought home again against the Chicago Blackhawks, and they swept the series. And what that means to sweep a series is 
they had to beat the Blackhawks four times in a row, and they did do that. And that's, you have to think, incredibly hard. That's the best team in the other, and they didn't, they couldn't win at all. They had four chances to pull off one victory, and the Penguins just squashed them. In the finals. And they actually uh, set a record, the Pittsburgh Penguins that year, 11 straight playoff wins. 11 straight, including the finals. Have you had an 11 streak of anything, Bryce? I haven't. No. I don't know that I've had 11 consecutive good days in a row. Yeah. Oh, not not that I can remember. No. You know? I may have, like, I might have been a baby, and then, like, <laughs> these blocks are amazing for, for 11, 11 straight days. days you're yeah. like, baby, yeah. baby. But even then, you're shitting your pants every day, so it can't be that great. Yeah, but I, see, the shitting pants days. If like, you don't mind, I guess a baby doesn't mind shitting yeah, themselves. Yeah, really. it's like I a mean, weird like, thing. It's, it's like uncomfortable, a, but once it's off there, you're all right. Yeah, it's like a weird built-in thing that it's just like, I'm not going to move. And I'm going to like I'm going to poop or pee, and I'm I, not going to move. I have friends who have kids, and they tell me stories where like when their kid knows they're going to shit their pants, they go like to a secret spot, like their little shit spot. Yeah, that's fun. Like yeah. a little like crouching over in the corner yeah, and just letting yeah. loose. Yeah, yeah, I I do that some nights as well. That's, so, the, that's the that corner. That's why it's clear. The shit corner. Yeah, it's the shit corner over there. So these were our uh, vintage. Hockey posters from 19, uh, the 1990s. And again, the, the poster haul that we got last week, there's still more posters. So I'm going to have to space them out episode to episode. <laughs> it's, it's poster season. How many did you get about? Uh, about 20. Holy shit. Yeah. And so there's all different kinds. We have basketball, hockey, football, Star Trek. Do people buy them? Like, they yes. sell pretty well. Yeah. Um, with the, with the 90s fashion being very in right now, mm-hmm. uh, on the show last week, we had a David Robinson poster that's a Nike ad. Yeah. And everybody wants it. So I'm going to have, obviously, I'm going to sell it so I could make rent because that's what I do you here. You might need that. Yeah. Because that's what I it's do. It's a beautiful here. poster, though, and it just screams like 93, 94. Mm hmm. So we did go to the Goodwill outlet today, Josh and I. Bryce did not come, but Bryce is here this evening. I was there in spirit. He was there in spirit. Um, So today, what Josh and I did, um, it was a little bit drier than last week at the Goodwill outlet, but we did find a couple of cool things. And I got to say, you were the hot hand. You basically found everything. I found some stuff as, you know, because you and I have been, we've been doing it. You know, we've had this this relationship for a while where we go out, we know, you know, what our eyes are looking for. So a lot of times I'll find stuff, I'll hand it over to you. There was a shirt that was beautiful, but unfortunately Mm -hmm. fit you like a clothes hanger and it didn't look, you know, great. But we did find some good stuff that was out there. We did find some good stuff. Um, Yeah, that shirt, unfortunately, it was like a blue button-down shirt with flowers and it fit my body and it, well, it fit my like tummy area and my arms, but my chest, it like, it was so like floppy up top. It, like, it looked like my chest was just, like, hanging on. It was a really flimsy material and a really heavy collar, and it was, like, it drug it down. I never thought about that. Yeah, that material was, like, like one ply, and the collar was, like, a stiff, like, cardboard thing. Mm. So, yeah, so that's yeah. probably why. But what we did find, and Josh found this, to add to my mini collection that I have, is a plush Monster Mutt Monster Truck. So it even rhymed there. So it's pretty. It's pretty hard to forget. 
originally when thrifty uh the first 20 30 episodes probably uh the cover art for episode one was me sitting on my old stairs holding two plush monster trucks and one of them was gravedigger and the other one was a uh, a different version of monster mutt so this goes back way to episode one sitting on the stairs uh, when I back when I lived in an attic hole, a hole in an attic. <laughs> yeah, and th- I thought of that initially. But the thing we you talk about a lot of times is you know like people don't often think that you would be into football. Mm-hmm. I think monster trucks is the more glaring thing that you're into <laughs> that people wouldn't expect you to be into. Monster but trucks. You were into monster trucks and in a monster truck there are at least seven like memorabilia pieces of monster trucks whether they're stuffed or the pennants around and yeah, so there's pennants hanging up here we, we've got three monster truck pennants in eyesight here we do have uh el toro we do have grave digger um those are both vintage 90s uh medusa is late 90s and Medusa um, is under my Charles Barkley pennant, which we had on the show a little bit earlier, too. Yeah. So when I saw Monster Mutt, I immediately... I thought it was a stuffed dog initially, and I went to move it, and I was like, oh, a shit. stuffed dog with wheels. It has wheels. This, and then you I saw... You see that every was, day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there were some other little monster truck bits in there, so it was another little monster truck kid mm-hmm. who's going to grow up to be Toddy one me, day. Me, yeah. <laughs> if anybody grows up to be me, that sucks. Sorry. Is Bigfoot still around? Bigfoot's still around, of course. Yeah, you can't. Bigfoot will. Bigfoot and Gravedigger are. Yeah, yeah, it, will never go away. If Bigfoot and Gravedigger like were like we're done doing this, it's over. It's, it's sport. It's over. Those are the only two I remember. Yeah, well, they're still around, so they're still doing it. And there's been several Gravediggers. There's been several Bigfoots, both drivers and trucks. Uh, different models. I think we talked about Gravedigger extensively yeah. once. Yeah, I think my favorite monster truck. There was one. I think its name was Samson. Yeah, it with had the arms. The arms. Yeah, and that was my shit. I was yeah. like Samson because it was like it always looked like it was gonna punch the hill and then it would just drive know, shoot over up. the hill. Yeah. Um, but something I could remember from being a kid going to see monster trucks do that is when the monster truck would rev up and go and do the jump. When it was in midair, all you could see is flash bulbs, like mm. everywhere, just like flash, flash, flash. And I used to get the biggest kick out of that. I wasn't taking pictures myself, but looking at the stadium, looking at the trucks was for some reason my thing. I like seeing the lights flicker. I remember the light flicker is like a very distinct like mm-hmm. 90s arena thing. I remember going to see wrestling shows. All lights flickering. And like, you know, Ricky Steamboat jumps off the top rope and the lights go everywhere. And like, that's a cool moment. If you've ever, I'm, I love it. But if I'm in a domed stadium and there's something that has to do with everybody doing some kind of light thing, gotta say top 10. Top 10 things in my life that I like. Like in that moment, seeing all these people react like that puts me in a good mood. Puts me in a good mood. That's why I like hockey. There's always a cool little light show beforehand. They da, 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 and the lights go out and flicker everywhere. And the, the new ice. Yeah, would people be down have there. seizures and then they like blow smoke and everybody skates out. In San Jose, they come out of a huge fucking shark head. Shark like, head. There's mm-hmm. theatrics and then they skate on ice and shoot mm-hmm. pucks. Monster Mutt was a truck from West Chicago. It debuted in 2003 and it was styled after a 1950s Mercury. Um, so it, it's a, it's a, I don't know what that is. it's a, it's a car. 
Oh. It's a car. <laughs> You're talking to start up or a fucking planet. But uh, so yeah, it has a canine motif. So it has like big ears, tail, tongue on wheels. And nowadays, uh, currently from 2016 on, Monster Mutt has a Dalmatian look. So wow. it's a Dalmatian Mutt eventually. Not this one. This is earlier. But, but it's a Dalmatian now. Technically, I don't want to argue semantics over monster trucks. But if it's a Dalmatian, mm-hmm. it's not a mutt. Like, mm-hmm. a mutt is like the mixed dog. Like, yeah, a right. Dalmatian's a Dalmatian. Like, it's a, a mutt's like a scruffy dog. It's just like... Yeah, if you painted it the wrong color and still put spots on it, then it's a mutt. But so like, it's more so the new truck you, you think is more of a dangerous Dalmatian. It's, yeah, just like a, a bootleg Disney dog. Mm-hmm. And they can't get the right, so they're like, oh, it's a mutt mm-hmm. still. So you could get your own monster mutt for like twenty dollars. How many different have Confederate stripes on the back of it? Like the blue Confederate no, it has a line? collar. Oh, okay. So you thought it had the Dixie flag? I thought it was like yeah. I I couldn't tell that the line was curved. I thought it was you know the sharp Dixie line. It did mm-hmm. look like that. So Bryce, we are we were talking about what we did when uh, we were growing up. What was your thing that you did? Did you go to monster truck shows? I like wrestling actually. You did? Yeah. I, Didn't but, you like but, know some wrestlers or something? Uh, Mike Quackenbush. I did, yeah. When I was in college, I wrestled a little, like did a little bit of backyard wrestling with Mike Quackenbush. What did you do with the kids in the neighborhood when you were younger? Like, did you? Oh, we used to. Um, what we would like to do is go to like walk to like the candy store, and we would get like Skittles or uh, Smurfs, and then we'd go to like an overpass. Yeah. What's candy Smurfs or no, like the actual like little Smurfs, the little figurines. I know what you're talking about. We had a shitload of them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was like the big thing. But mostly we would go to like a overpass and throw like Skittles at cars and stuff. Oh, sick, dude! On the freeway, Skittles, wasting Skittles. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. That seems cool as hell. We could have just used rocks, I guess. (laughs) That that seems cool as hell, dude. Maybe we thought we were giving them like a like a like a. They won't be. They won't be mad if it's candy. Yeah. Well, yeah, for sure, and I guess rocks like do more damage, right? Stuff Plus, like that. Plus, it's cooler. Like, if you're in a car, I would rather get hit with Skittles because if it does damage, at least you have like a little flash of color. Yeah, I like lived right like next to a highway. A little fun. Yeah, <laughs> I like to. I li- We lived right next to a highway, so we did it. Like that was an endless source of entertainment. Of like when the snow came, like throwing snowballs onto the freeway was a- anything. Just throw anything onto the freeway. Yeah, pretty much. That was pretty cool. Causing traffic accidents. Yeah. Was your and hobby. then also, I grew up around the time when Cropsey that documentary oh yeah so yeah. you're a cropsy kid so that was really good for my mental health did you ever throw a smurf you ever throw a smurf at a car i was wondering i don't know that seems crazy considering we were like obsessed with like the you know how back in the day they used to have those catalogs where you would know like the different mm-hmm. kinds like we were very aware of which ones we had and which ones so we so you're not gonna throw there them. were so many to keep track of there yeah. were yeah in the, and you, then the houses and shit yeah they, they had the little villages or, well yeah not the village it was, it was the village yeah yeah and also vhs i mean we would walk to vhs stores and like on a weekend it would be nothing to watch like five vhs movies. wow i yeah. can't sit still for one that's awesome though yeah so you would just burn through movies and you're a movie fan now so that's probably yeah. what that's from yeah it's funny that we would watch like ultra violent like the kung f- like the ninja movies mm-hmm. they were like blood and gore and it'd be like a, a birthday party you'd be like hey let's hear some cake and they'd be like blood and gore broken be like, bones yeah they'd be like Ninja Somebody brings a bag eye. of Smurfs and it's like, fuck yeah. 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 Bunch of eight-year-olds chanting around Ichi the Killer. So you were like a, a Cropsy era. Did you yeah. have, did you know any, like, did you know any Cropsy kids? I was, I grew up two blocks from where it all happened. Really? So, like, it was an abandoned uh, mental hospital that was like two blocks from my houses. 
So like if we were playing sports or whatever on the street, you would see the incinerator chimney in the distance always. Oh. So this place was two blocks away, and it was like the place where people would go to like because it had been shut down at one point. Um, an interesting sidebar is that Geraldo Rivera went undercover in the mental hospital. I feel like I saw that. Yeah, he like, showed yeah. the fact a that documentary it was or something. Yeah, he's such a piece of shit. So I mean, it was crazy. And then when that all that happened, I mean, that we had a real life boogeyman basically. Whoa! So that really did a nice. That's, that's, that was really helpful. Yeah, that my, makes a that makes a lot of sense. So, Throwing Skittles and collecting Smurfs. Oh yeah, was like the most innocent like that was thing you nothing. could do. And then yeah. we were, I grew up also in the age of like sat- uh, Satanic Panic. Uh huh. So there was like that, that was whole so thing cool. too, like because in where I lived, there was those like weird city parks every so often. So you thought like in that park, like could be could be that going on. Either that or you'd see like um, discarded porno mags. So. Okay, and that's a whole other following. It's yeah, a whole I mean, other so, community. So my life was very like clean and like healthy and with like rigid dark parts. Like yeah. fine, fine. Whoa, yeah. cropsy. Yeah. Fine, yeah. fine, fine. Like perverted, gross. Yeah, and scary <laughs> and fine. Yeah, no Satan, no cropsy. Mm-hmm. So Josh, you actually got some stuff today as well for your thrift haul. Do you have a couple of hats over here? Yeah, we're expanding the vintage hat collection. So a lot of now times, we're both doing it. Uh, yeah, a lot of times I go for the vintage, uh, you know, sports hats. I have a couple of vintage Penguins hats. Mm-hmm. I have my vintage wrestling hat from Wrestle Rock. Uh, but these ones are really un- well. This one is unidentified. Unidentifiable. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a red hat with a red patch sewn onto it that says "Brewing." Brewing, and it's the old style with the the white, uh, you know, like cord across the front of it. On and the bill, I mentioned to you, I'm bringing red hats back. Red hats. I don't You're want taking back red hats. I don't want the. I think there's an inclination when we see a red hat to be like. Ugh. And I don't want that to exist. I want us to be able to see enough red hats that don't make us cringe mm-hmm. that we can get to a place where we see a red hat and we just go, that's It's a like hat. one of those things you don't even have to talk about. If you see a red hat, you're like, I know. I know what the game is here. Yeah. And so I'm making a movement. Well, I'm not making a movement. I don't want to do anything. <laughs> I don't want any. Not any serious Let me say, yeah. steps. I'm just going to wear a red hat, basically, yeah. is what I'm going to do. feel good about yeah. it. Yeah, and if somebody is like, hey, and I'm going to be like, no, no, no. Check it out. No, what you should do is you wear it like um, over the top, like backwards. And then when people are like, oh, no, not you. And then you turn around and you're like, no. Brewing. I already have another red hat, and that never happens. Although I do have a neighbor who is inclined to like red hats. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think if I wear it on my porch, he comes over quite frequently. He uh-huh. likes my dog. Uh, so I think if I wear it enough on the porch, he's going to be the first person who might be like, I like your hat. And if it's backwards, I'm going to be like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Uh, so- the other one, though, this one uh, is a hot, hot item. Okay. Uh, there was already, I, I got a, a bid on this before we even started. I posted a picture. And somebody already put a bid on this hat. Somebody was mentioned, they were like, I'd like that. And I was like, cool. Wait until after Sunday, things go up. But uh-huh. somebody's first in line. But anybody who would be interested, this is a lovely Fort Knox, Kentucky hat mm-hmm. with a tank in the middle. It's Fort right Knox. On it. A tank in the middle, and then Kentucky, and it's a brown hat with like a cream panel. Yeah, it's really cool. It has like the the poofy front, white white cream 
uh, panel and then the tank, everything like that, like a nice trucker cap. Yeah, and both of these hats are like right around the same era, and they're both super comfy. Mm-hmm. Um, I let you try on the broom, but if you'd like to, yeah, let me throw this guy on because you know I have, I have. So this was okay. Speedway. I, I actually know the brand. That's like an older brand. Yeah, I don't know if this one is the same. If this one's all no, this one's not Speedway. This one is a it's Challenger nice caps to it. Like where, where it snaps, you can hear it snap. Yeah. Do you remember when they had magnetic hats? Yes. Those are gone. Those are gone for a big reason. Like, who wanted that? Did you have a magnetic hat? I probably did. My, oh. my head, like, probably broke the magnet. Oh. I remember when I thought a hat was fancy if it had the leather one with the little, like, metal slide. Oh. That's when you knew a hat was fancy, when it was like, oh. That little clip. It doesn't have, like. Some of mine do. Yeah. You're like, oh, oh step back there, fancy <laughs> boy. But yeah, the uh, Fort Knox Kentucky hat and the brewing hat were really nice additions. Uh, and if you take a look at the cover art of this week's episode, you will see the brewing hat on the red brewing hat from Josh, who is taking back red hats, one hat at a time. Just wearing a red hat and not take. I am not taking them back. There's people, no revolution. There are other people probably doing that with like a hashtag. I'm just. I got a red hat today. Red I really hat. like it. I'm gonna wear it and fuck that guy. Attitude. Mm-hmm. Attitude. It's the right attitude. I got the right attitude. Wow. Wow. So that was our thrift haul for today. We had the vintage hockey posters. We had uh, the vintage mutt monster truck. And then we had two vintage hats by Josh. And when we come back after the break, we're going to do the new game. Last week was the first week, so we're going to do Thrifty Trivia Trivia. But this will be Josh's first time through. How are you feeling? Not great. Um, I mean... I have no bravado about this to start. I mean, like, if we get close to the finish and it's gotten competitive, but I want to come into it. I want to do, you know, like, the handshake. I, this is a, a ring of honor mm-hmm. when we go through this. Uh, I played along last week, and I told you, of all four questions, I got one right. One right. And so, I got one out of two. Yeah, I'm not feeling great about this, uh, mm-hmm. but I'm looking forward to it. And yeah, let's try it out. That's every day of my life. Not feeling great, but let's look forward to it. And if you get 11 good days in a row, you are king. Oh, well, you win the championship, obviously. <laughs> Pretty much. So before the questions, before the second half of our show, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Stick around. It's Monster Mutt Rottweiler in action at the Carrier Dome in Syracuse. I'm Scott Douglas, three-time Monster Jam World Champion, driver of the legend Adam Anderson alongside, and a former Team Gravedigger driver, Rod Schmidt, has really taken to his new assignment, his opportunity, to kind of have his own persona. This, this is Rod's team now, rather than be a part of that huge Gravedigger team, and he's, uh, he's really taken to it in the, in the Rottweiler camp. Absolutely. You know, the look of that trunk is, is very awesome. I love it. My kid loves it. All the kids love it. And, and the driving style that Rod has, it fits that truck. And he, he's showing it to all these Monster Jam fans right now. Good reset for you. The score to beat is now a 24 as Mark McDonald and El Toro Loco has moved into the number one spot. Rod's got some great momentum right now, some good air. We're going to be looking for those cross threads, these obstacles. They're getting worn down a little bit now that we're getting towards the end of the run. So in, in turn, not, you're not going to be as big, but the speed can be carried faster. Great cross thread up the front side of the van there. 
nicely done, and, and you can tell Rod's got a plan. He's kind of attacking in segments here. He is, just like I said to oh, 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 save it. There it is. That's what we like to see. Best save of the night so far, and that will impress the judges. It certainly has got a buzz out of this crowd. He, he's attacking this thing from every which way. He knows. He's a veteran. He sees what's happening with this track, and he knows he can take those chances and be able to hopefully make his way out of it with that great save. He will now head into BKT Tires bonus time with, you would think, a chance and get some bonus points to get the lead here. He's in the game anyway, that's for sure. He's already had a great wow factor. We're going to need to see another one for this bonus time right now to get his score bumped up as high as possible. And again, that's the thing about bonus time. You only got 30 seconds. You got to make it happen here to add up to five points from the bonus judge who's separate from the regulation judges. He, the, the bonus time, he, he's doing an awesome job. He's doing an awesome cross threads, great momentum, but we need that wow factor. Uh-oh. That was crazy. Right there, not bad right there. 25 is now the score to beat for the Monster Hunt Rottweiler. The second half of the show starts. That was a personal bumper I just made. I wow. like that. The just, impromptu toddy freestyle. Yeah, didn't know where that sentence was going until I finished it. Welcome back to the second part of the show. Mark Mothersbaugh, watch out. And Bryce Katzman is here with us. We're here with Josh Larkin as well. And uh, coming up, a pretty tense segment. We haven't gone one-on-one -on -one since podcast night at the Tolman number two, and I was victorious. You were, and the last time we played a game, I don't know if anybody was listening or not listening or watching the live stream or not, we kissed as yeah, the end yeah. of our official season two. There's been some intern interim shows. Yeah. Uh, but I'm happy to be back playing a game against you one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah, from the last time we kissed, from the last time you were on the show till now, in in the interim, there was a kiss that happened. We killed all every bit of animosity that had built up. With a kiss. Through, yeah, the, the vintage versus modern. So that was sealed, signed, delivered, dead. Mm -hmm. And now we move on to the new game. And so we would probably have to do more than kissing to end this feud that's starting tonight. That's why I brought Bryce. Yeah, Bryce is here too. He's my surrogate bottom. So we call this... I'm a power top. Thrifty Thrivia Trivia. Check. One, two. Thrifty Thrivia Trivia. So for new listeners to the show, what we do with this game, we ask questions to the other people on the podcast based on our thrift haul. And it could be direct questions about uh, the things we have. It could be loose questions. But it's multiple choice, A, B, and C. And D is always, Josh, tell the fans. None of the above. None of the above. So Bryce, I don't. You don't have questions since you uh, didn't go thrifting with Josh and I today, but you will be playing. The first question that I have, um, and since we did uh, some vintage sports posters, vintage Pittsburgh Penguins, that's where my questions come. I feel like you're really gonna bring it because if they're hockey questions, and you know I'm into hockey. I feel like you're really going to step up the trivia game. Um, I don't know. I honestly, to be very real, I can't tell if these are softballs or like you're not going to get them. I can't tell. Um, so the first question, 
Josh, the Pittsburgh Penguins were back-to-back Stanley Cup winners in 1991 and 1992. Which of these professional hockey players was on the Pittsburgh Peng- Penguins in 91, but not in 1992? Now, the caveat is there was actually like a handful of players, but um, I limited it to 25 games and above. Okay. Because okay. there was people who played on the first year's team that didn't the next, but it was like, you know, two, three games. So the what I picked from was 25 games and above. It's cute that my first question already has caveats. Mm-hmm. So let's, all right, well, hit me with the multiple choice and we'll, we'll get we'll into it. We'll go with you and then I'll get Bryce's answer next. So we'll, we'll make, we'll put you on the spot first. So who was on the Pittsburgh Penguins in 1991 for the Stanley cup championship, but not in 92. A. Rob Brown. B. Troy Loney. C. Jeff Daniels, and not the comedian. Caveat, it wasn't the comedian. D. None of the above. Rob Brown, Troy Loney, Jeff Daniels. He was on the team in 91, but not 92 for that second cup. Oh, this is, this is a tough one. They're all wingers, by the way. I feel... I feel like I'm best to to just trust my gut because the more I think about it, I don't think being analytical is going to help me all that much because I didn't look into this. I knew that there were posters, but I didn't want to. So I didn't, well, you didn't look know back. what the questions are going to be. Yeah, too. and I didn't look back on anything. But I'm going to go with B. Troy Loney. Troy Loney. Okay, Bryce. I have no idea, but I also. That name, when you said Troy Loney or whatever is Leone, mm-hmm. I Loney. wanted to go with him as well. So you're both going B. Troy Loney was on the Penguins in 91, but not 92. Correct. I feel like you should have gone A or C. But I, no, that's fine. I feel bad. Just, no, I just feel bad that Bryce came along with me because I think I'm wrong. Oh, I don't. I wouldn't know the difference. That name just <laughs> sounds <laughs> right and wrong. That name just seems like the, the right answer. Well, unfortunately, the answer is A, Rob Brown. So you are both incorrect. They nice. were all wingers. They were all they all played the wing. Huh. So Troy Loney was on 91 and 92. Jeff Daniels, 91 and 92. It was Rob Brown. He wasn't there. And I said that uh, we're, we're looking at the class 25 games played and above. Yeah. He played 25 games. Right on there. We're just coming in right at the cut. Mm-hmm. All right. Well. So 0 any, for 1 for both of you. Did you have an inkling that it was Rob Brown or no? No. Okay. No. He didn't I pick really. Rob Brown. Well, so no, he but he didn't have like any inkling at all. No. I, okay. I figured. I knew that Jeff Daniels was there, uh, but I couldn't remember Rob Brown and I know that Troy Loney is like, yeah, oh, Troy Loney has Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. But like, I didn't remember if he had two Stanley mm-hmm. Cups. Okay. But uh, he at least won, right? So, yeah. yeah, I just, I based it off of that solely. And okay. Obviously. I, All right. So, Josh will now ask us a question based on his thrift haul, Bryce. So, the first hat that I got uh, on the thrift haul that we went over was the red brewing hat. And so, we're going into the world of brewing. Okay. To a beer question, and I know that Bryce is a beer boy, mm-hmm. so maybe this is up more up your alley uh, than hockey. I will say Bryce used to bring fancy beer to thrifty tapings <laughs> back in the day. Well, not back in the day. We've only been doing the show for a couple of years. But he would bring fancy beer, and then he stopped 
And then he, we, we were spoiled by Bryce. Josh and I spoiled by Bryce, and now we don't get that anymore. Well, and the Bryce, Bryce spoiled the reason because this evening I'm, I happened to not be slumming it. I got a, a good beer that I happened to enjoy. Yeah. And Bryce walked in and he said, "Oh, you drink good beer? It's beer." <laughs> Yeah, it's beer. Everybody like, drinks beer, good or yeah, bad it's beer. It's not always high life, or occasionally it's been lion's head, because it's like $7 for bad. a lot of them. Yeah, and yeah it's all right. Um, but, you know, high life, or like, I really enjoy Coors Banquet as a slummy beer, one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you, you, you said, good I didn't bad. know you drink good beer. But Good beer. So we're going brewing, and this doesn't have to be a good beer or a bad beer, but what I'm asking today is, what is the most popular beer in the world? What is the most popular beer in the world? Okay, hit me first. I'll All go right. first. So A, good old Budweiser. Mm-hmm. B, Singstow. I may pronounce some of these incorrectly, and sure. I apologize if I do. Uh, and C, Heineken. <sighs> D, none, none of, the, of above. the above. A, Budweiser. B, Qingdao. Yeah. C was Heineken. C is Heineken. All right. So I'm gonna t- I'm gonna walk you through my thinking process. I want to say it's Budweiser. That's not my final answer. That's not what I said. Um, I think that it's. I f- I feel like I may be incorrectly putting Budweiser on a pedestal because I live in America and wasn't Budweiser called America? At one point, uh, it had America on the box. It was like a joke, but I don't think Budweiser is even owned by an American company to be genuine. Yeah. I don't think any of the big beers are owned by American companies anymore. But I'm saying it, I think Budweiser is big here. So I, am I thinking that the life that I live is the world's life? I don't know. Um, What was B again? B is... Uh, Singtao, Bryce, Sing-tow? you pronounce it better. Yeah, it's Jingtao. Jingtao, okay. Yeah. Jingtao, yeah, oh, that would I'm, be I'm, correct. I, I'm so, I'm so. No, bad. it would I'm be sorry. Jing because yeah, that's how that's said there. Okay, um, I'm gonna go with Jingtao. I'm gonna say the reason why I'm gonna go with that is because you would have to look that name up to write it, or it's the right answer. And I don't think you're looking that name up. So I'm going to go B, Ching Tao. Bryce. Toddy bases his answer off of me not doing research. <laughs> so uh, so when you say, do you mean like numbers sold or do you mean like popularity across the world? No, I mean as far as bottles or cans of beer as volume the most popular, not the most well-liked. It's not the most popular kid in school. It's the most purchased, the most popular beer in well, the world. Well, see, this is where I, I'm throwing a curveball because I was thinking Qingdao because, like, in there's Asia, only three options. The Asian countries have like a lot of people, so they you do. think a lot of purchases. Sure, but I think Heineken is the answer. So you're gonna go with C? Yes. Okay. Well, I did look these all up. Okay. These are all all the listed beers are from the uh, these are all in the top like ten mm-hmm. of most popular beers, but the answer is actually D. None of the oh, above. Oh, uh, the first question in the game. None of the above. He came with that hot D. I told you I did my research last week. Yeah. Nobody expects the D. Nobody expects the D. Uh, he got none of the above. 
So, do you guys have any guess as far as what the most popular beer oh. may be? I'll give you a hint. Toddy is in the right area. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most popular beer in the world? I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't know what to guess. It's none of the above. Sapporo? No, it's actually a beer called Snow. It's a yeah, Chinese, I guess no. It's a Chinese beer oh. that sells for a dollar a liter. That's why it's the most popular because you can get a shitload of it real Everywhere. cheap. It's not a great beer. It's a it's a gross beer, to be honest. I've had one. They're not great. I've had all of these beers, and it's the worst out of the four we've listed. I don't think listed. I've ever seen seen that beer. If no, you wouldn't. No. Why you, would you? Why would you see it? It's in a you can get it's in a green can that says snow sideways. Um, it's not, it's, it's not great. Yeah. Um, I paid $3, $3 imported for a dollar bottle of beer and it's terrible. So we have four wrong answers so far. Nobody has got a right answer. Last episode, Ben Brainiac got all of them. So we have none tonight, boys. So we got to get, we, we have to get something. His name is Ben Brainiac. I I feel good about my next question, but I'm excited. Hit me with the next one. And then I think you're gonna. I think my ne- my last one's a softball. So okay. So Bryce, you're gonna answer first this time because Josh answered first the time before. Back to the hockey. Oh, fuck. Goalie Tom Barrasso was on both the 1991 and 1992 teams. Which of these teams did Tom Barrasso never play for? Mm-hmm. Never play for Tom Barrasso. A, Montreal Canadiens. B, Toronto Maple Leafs. C, St. Louis Blues. Or D, none of the above. Tom Barrasso, which NHL team did he never play for? Canadiens, Maple Leafs, Blues, none of the above. I'm going to say the Blues. The Blues. So C? Mm Mm-hmm. That's Bryce. Bryce is going to go with the St. Louis Blues, number three. Last call is up. I think, and I'm going to look like an ass if this is wrong, but I think I have a memory of Barrasso playing for the Canadians. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with the Leafs. I'm going to say Tom Barrasso never played for the Leafs, but I may be wrong. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm is that real- your final? Yeah, oh yeah, I'm going to be wrong at this game a lot, but yeah, that's my final, the Leafs. Tom Barrasso never played for, A, the Montreal Canadiens. He never played for the Montreal Canadiens. He played for the uh, Islanders, right? Um, I don't know, I don't think so. I don't think he ever did. That would be D. He's trying to flex, he got it wrong, he's like, I know the (laughs) Islanders though, right? No, yeah, and I knew he played at one, but I thought it was the Canadians. I knew he didn't play for both. That's why I went Canadian, but yeah, I, I thought it was. Uh, well, that's the thing is. 0 for 2. You know, 0 for 2. Journeyman, like. I could go 0 for 2. That's the thing. I could go zip, zip. There could be zip answers, right? Zip answers so far, by the way. Zip. Nobody. This is a tricky game, and I think this is much harder than vintage versus modern ever was. And Yep. I'm into it. Yep. So the the next hat that we went over was yeah. the the Fort Knox hat, and this Bryce is up first. Yeah. So Bryce, you're gonna get this question first, and I think you may like this because you're a little into the histories. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna go about Fort Knox, 
It's stored a lot of things that's had gold in it. They've stored drugs in it for periods of time. But which item has never been stored at Fort Knox? Mm. A, the Holy Crown of Hungary. B, the Mayflower Compact. C, the Magna Carta. D, none of the above. Ugh. <laughs> it's okay. not even directed right at Todd. Well, at I this mean, point. I mean, it's gonna, it's directed at me. Bryce just has to answer first. So yeah, breathe, this, so. so you got the the Fort Knox vintage hat today, and this is a, a question yeah. reference so, to Fort Knox over periods read, of time. Read the, uh, read the A A through D again. Yeah. So A, the Holy Crown of Hungary. B, the Mayflower Compact. C, the Magna Carta. D, none of the above. I'm going D. Is that your final answer? So D means it's held all of those at some point in time, just to clarify. Yes. You think it's held all of those? Yes. Okay. Okay. Any reasoning behind why you think all of those would have been stored at Fort Knox? Because I have zero, like... I mean, I could have thought, like, the B and C were, like, they're, like, American, but I don't know. You think I'm the kind of person who would double up with two none of the aboves to be believe, extra slippery? I believe you are the type of person yes, to do that. Yes, that's really what I was thinking. And you went D, none of the above for the first one. But this is also a meaty one where you would think that maybe I would think that you would do this. See, if both of you think I'm that slippery, though, I'm going to start uh, to question my personality choices mm, and how I'm presenting well, myself I'm to two gonna, of my well, best friends. Well, here's the thing. I'm not going to answer D. Because Bryce did. And Bryce copied answers at least once. So ah, I'm oh, not going to just copy his Cheating answer. off of other people's tests. So um, A, the Holy Crown of Hungary, which is the country, not yeah. like, you know, a gotcha. bird. The Mayflower Compact. C, the Magna Carta. D, none of the above. And as a hint, it has held other important yeah. items yeah. throughout history. Yeah. So whichever you'd like. It's opened in 1935. I'm going to go... With A, final answer, A. And so you think I made up the Holy Crown of Hungary and just put it on the list? Yes. But I, I know nothing of Hungary. Um, and I feel I feel bad about this, but yeah. you're, you're both wrong. Oh, my God. Fuck. No one got a single thing right the whole episode. Right. What is it? So the Holy Crown of Hungary was stored at Fort Knox. So was the Magna Carta. They never kept the Mayflower Compact, though. The Mayflower Compact. So there was no right answers on this entire segment. In some ways, like I thought my answer was closer, and because of what I said, you could think that it's it, well. I mean, you you're. I mean, if we get technical, it was further away because you chose D and Todd chose A, and it I was chose B. an answer and you chose to deflect. You're well, and and distance wise, two out of three were there. On yeah. my writing, you're further away, but there's a listener out there who banged home every correct answer. So if you got everyone right. Let mm-hmm. us know your magic. Yeah, let us know your magic because we got nothing. You shouldn't be listening to the show if you got them all right. So vintage versus modern was a 50-50 game. This, it seems like, is going to be a whole heck of a lot harder, harder, which is cool. So now when we actually get an answer right, it's going to be like dap-up worthy. Ben is-, is like really but deserves a trophy. We should we should get a little thing and... Yeah. Pass it, you know, back and forth yeah. to victors on this. But I Ben killed it. This seems like as hard as Trivial Pursuit. 
Yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna get, and and that's the first time. It's gonna get harder. Oh shit! It's gonna it, get more obscure. Trivial pursuit. Trivial pursuit. Well, hey, we already named it. But, but yeah, Mayflower Compact. I I had to make that one up because I was trying to think of a document to sneak in there, and I was like. It already had the Constitution. See. It had the Declaration of Independence. The Bill of Rights is in that, so that's like tricky to do. So the Mayflower Compact is the when you one said, I pulled. When you said the Mayflower, I w- like it could have been any second word, and yes. I would have believed. Yes. I could have, but like, what's well, a real thing? They yeah. just nobody cared enough about the Pilgrims. We kept those other documents because of like the Civil or because of uh, the Cold War and World War Two. Yeah. Fuck Christopher Columbus, right? Yeah, fuck the pilgrims. So that has been another episode of Thrifty Podcast. I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Commonwealth Press, cwpress.com. Softest shirts in America. I say that. That's not what they say. It's what I say. If you use promo code thriftypodcast at cwpress.com right now with an order of 50 shirts, you could get 12 for free that's commonwealth press also alternate reality uh by bluffs you could check out all bluffs music now at bluffs.bandcamp.com steve Barres. they just spent uh three four days at my house hell of a time so steve if you're listening hell of a time with you um but uh you could check their music out at bluffs.bandcamp.com josh how you feeling episode back I feel good. Uh, I knew I was going to be disappointing in the game, mm-hmm. but it was still fun. I think it's going to be fun. Nobody going got forward. anything. No, and I don't think we have to. Mm-hmm. It's not about us. It's about everybody and enjoying it. So hopefully everybody's loving the new game. Mm-hmm. Bryce, we haven't heard from you in a long time. How are you feeling about the first show back? And when can we hear you again? Are you going to be on soon? Uh, uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram. Um, uh, the Wish app, um, Tinder, Grinder, um, you name it. Get roached. Wait.